Yo, I put it like wow. This that sound. These oaks don't work hard like me. I hope they know by now. Bail, bail. Stand my ground. Throw these money trees go overseas like Percy Tau. I'll make sure you stay around. Quiet when I'm under loud. No negatives allowed. Me positivity took a vow. I always play to win. Don't anticipate loss. Mind always in the clown, my boy. Never think about the drop. Never, ever, ever think about the drop. Welcome to it, sports fans. It is the MKT show, and I am actually the person who's called MKT. Those are letters. I am me. I'm obviously not letters. I'm a person with feelings. In particular, in my fingers, cold feelings now, because it, it is cold. I, I'm going to be honest. We are in an apartment that Oprah Winfrey and Michael Jordan uh, should be living in. And I have not left today. Uh, I haven't actually left this building today. It's very cold in Philadelphia. It's it's very, very cold. But we're going to a place that's even colder soon. So looking forward to that. Uh, but what an electric place to be. I took a walk around Philadelphia yesterday. Um, found a place to, to do a little bit of work. Went and met somebody who lives here, who I know. So a very, very interesting uh, setup here in Philly. We're in North Philadelphia. In Philadelphia. Uh, where they said Carson Wentz uh, needs to get the hell out because his backup, Nick Foles, won a Super Bowl. They built a statue for Nick Foles. And then the very next year, Carson Wentz had to walk past that statue um, after basically being an MVP every single day. Imagine, imagine that. that. That That is the equivalent. Carson Wentz, uh, Carson Wentz went through the equivalent of your current wife Making a, building a statue of her ex-husband and saying this is what you should live up to every single day. I mean, that th- that is a tough gig. No wonder the guy said, "Ah, oh, I'm out of here. I'm from North Dakota. I like to hunt. I'm off to Indianapolis." That that that's what's going on here. <laughs> we have, myself and Frank Reich will figure it out, and it didn't quite work out for them. Um, I mean, Jonathan Taylor may be the best running back the league has. Uh, I mean, I'm a Vikings fan, so I always said Delvin Cook, but Carson Wentz, tough stuff. And Philadelphia fans are very very passionate so wherever you may be i hope you're having the time of your life as you listen to the pod we are in north philadelphia and i was told by a lady called sonia west yesterday she said do not muck about here because north philadelphia is not west philadelphia where will smith grew up before he got into an entanglement with jada obviously that came quite a few years later a couple of movies later and a very famous series later but before that uh, West Philadelphia is kind of a, a, a slightly nicer part of town. North Philadelphia, keep your head on a swivel. Otherwise, you're going to be in big uh, big trouble, big trust. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, Sonia West, an electric character. She owns a coffee shop here. Um, and she was talking me through the whole dynamic. She she hasn't left North Philadelphia in 30 years, she says. Um, and she's now retired and has never left North Philadelphia, which is a very interesting way to live. But Sonia is a firecracker. And this place... Is electric. So we'll start off with this. Last night we we got to go and watch myself, Ryan, and other people, obviously, because sporting events are not just you, because we were in an arena. So we went to go and watch Wells Fargo Arena. We went to go watch Philadelphia get absolutely smashed. They got smashed. By the Boston Celtics. I mean, are you kidding me right now? It was what they call in America a blowout. It was a blowout. And <laughs> yesterday, James Harden 
he probably needs to go back to the store where he got his jacket because he needs a refund. The rest of the jacket wasn't there. It was cut off at the sleeves, and it looked like somebody just cut it in the in the <laughs> in the street just before he came in. But you know, as Siavelo Sonatla told me, uh, drip is forever. So shout out to James Harden pitching up. He's obviously tightened the corners, which I like a little bit of respect there for Philly, saying I'm not going to come here with a dead uh, hairline. So shout out to uh, James Harden. But yesterday I noticed something very very interesting. Again, you know, we're in America now, so it's a very different way to experience the American fan. I walked around, uh, spoke to a guy called Logan. So Logan is the building manager for where we are. But, you, you know, again, America, interesting setup, right? So if you are in Europe or you're in South Africa, you're used to parking underground of the hotel you stay in, of the building you stay in. And, you know, if you're staying at an Airbnb, which we're staying at, is you're used to parking where that Airbnb is. But in America, there's an interesting setup. There's a parking lot and there's a building that's owned to service the parking needs of whatever building. But it's about half a kilometer away from where we are, which is quite an interesting way to do things. So this guy, Logan, went to Michigan, by the way. He said he's happy with Jim Harbaugh staying. He says, hey, who can we get that's better? We're going to bring back cocky pants. He's going he's gonna to be wearing his cocky pants and his cap. But even though his brother's doing things in Baltimore, probably... Uh, you, you, you know, this is the harbor that everybody loves. But he said to me, Logan said to me, you know what? I'm excited to have Harden here. You know, we, I, like he, he said, the Eagles aren't going to win anything. This is Logan, by the way. I'm quoting. He went to Michigan, but he's a Philly guy. He said, we're not going to win anything. He said, Jalen Hurts, I like him, but we know what it is. It's a transition phase. We're not winning anything right now. Then I asked him about James Harden, and he said, look, Philly needs stars. Now, we got Joel Embiid already, and he said, yeah, I'm happy. But he said, the way the league works right now is you got to look out for LeBron and uh, Giannis, right? Is they well-coached teams, you need stars. And I said to him, oh, okay, what do you think of James's ball utilization? And he said, I don't care about that. We need to win. Logan's words, quote, unquote. He does, he's not getting into the analytics. He's not getting into nonsense. The Philly fans tell you, I don't care about that. we got a star. we got two big stars now. We need to win. That That is quote unquote from the ground. Logan, the guy who manages the building we're in and the parking lot, which is another building which has apartments and studios at. Whole different setup. Logan is busy on the ground. He's big time Philly fan though. I don't care. We need to win. So yesterday we went to the game and it was very, very interesting to me how people responded to a star. So uh, Jamie, who you've heard about, uh, uh, Ryan is um, serving in many capacities, but she's been uh, tremendous taking us around, giving us the full uh, sporting experience here. And she's been involved in the sporting world um, f- through her family and through her own travails. But even when, when we got to the stadium, I mean, you've got to think regular season game, you think it to yourself, okay, well, we'll pitch up there. I mean, we could really just sit in any seat we want. Philly fans said, no, sir. No, sir, we're not doing that. The pulling power of a star was on full display last night. It was a Tuesday game, rather meaningless, and I mean, with where they are, they just traded two important pieces. But it was jam-packed. It was jam-packed. And it told me again, the pulling power of a star in America is everything. 
Because people knew Harden wasn't going to play last night. But they still showed up. I saw Harden jerseys. Fear the beard was everywhere. And what it tells me is that Philadelphia and Daryl Morey, smart guy. Like him or not, whatever you think of Morey, smart guy, Ivy League guy. I know everybody seems to hate on um, sort of elite institutions. I'm all for it. If you're Ivy League, for goodness sake, unless unless your mom's an actress and they're they're paying, which it doesn't seem Daryl Morey is because he is actually a smart guy. It matters. Smart organizations do things the right way. James Harden is going to work. Because yesterday I was concerned whether he could learn to share. But I think it's going to work. Yesterday's response tells me they're already invested. In a place like Philly as well, you've got to get the people invested. right? Listen, this isn't Belichick where it's a business and it's Belichick and the, and the unit. Is You've got to get the people invested here. And yesterday showed me a whole entire different way to think about American sport. The pulling power of a star. James Harden didn't play and he packed out the arena. That was crazy to me. Cristiano Ronaldo is not changing the attendance figures of Manchester United. It was full before. He wasn't playing last night and people were there jacked. There were fake beards already. It's an incredible, incredible thing. Now, I don't know if this is unique to Philadelphia, but that was unique. And again, Jamie was a little bit surprised. She's like, hey, what's going on here? Why is it so full? And then we realized, yes, it's it's Harden's homecoming. And by homecoming, I mean it's his first game. And that got bums and seats. It's going to work even if they don't win. Because ultimately, the NBA is a business. And Daryl Morey's smart as much as they want to win. But you also have to win on the business front. And I'm happy for Philadelphia because people are invested here. Joel Embiid, a big star, obviously it is his city. But be smart. You don't want to be Kevin Durant and at the end of your career say, I turned down a fellow star because I wanted all the credit. You best believe they've gone to Joel and said, Joel, your thoughts. Because that's how it works in basketball, right? Players League. They've gone to Joel and said, Joel, what do you think? Can you make it work? We know you've just come out of whatever you've just come out of. And he said, hey, push the red button. Let's get this thing going. Let's see if we can take down Gianni Santetokounmpo on the other side. I loved yesterday's experience. It's an absolutely incredible testament to American sports and the ability to build up a star and for them to have pulling power. It's a great lesson for the world to say, if you build a star correctly, Build it and they will come. Yesterday was exhilarating. And one man who did not play, by the way. I cannot stress that enough. The arena was not full. Listen, Joel is Joel. We know he's a monster. He That, that, that guy's ridiculous, right? He's a, he's a magnificent player. Uh, and that people were uh, chanting last night, MV Mbeed. So, so he's a bad man. He's a bad man. We know that. But yesterday was all about James Harden, which tells me it's going to work. The city... Is in. They may not win, but it's going to work. He's been endorsed, and it's an incredible, incredible endorsement of Daryl Morey. And congratulations to the 76ers for making it happen, because I can't imagine it was easy. Congratulations to the Philly fans. They get what they want. And ultimately, congratulations to Adam Silver. He gets a great story. Good for business. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. I'm really, really happy for everybody. I'm looking forward to seeing, can James finally translate his talents into winning? 
Because talent is only so interesting. Can James finally actualize on the winning side of things? I, I absolutely love that experience. And um, by the way, Ryan had to try the food. He says uh, just some feedback for the 76ers. Ryan, who, who will try anything, by the way. R- Ryan is a get-involved guy. Uh, he, he lets his emotions take over. And I kind of like that about Ryan. He said, not bad hot dog, but the fries were no good. And Ryan gives honest feedback. He said, the fries are no good. This is this is Bush League, as they say here in America. Uh, so he ate the hot dog, but he said, uh, I mean, come on. You know, I come from Africa. We got good food there. Don't let, Let's not muck about you. So maybe Daryl Morey, now that we've wrapped up uh, James Harden, maybe we change our potato supplier for the uh, Wells Fargo Arena. I, I don't know what the story is. I, I, I don't know. But Ryan is not happy about that part of thing. 50-50, hey, Daryl, you win some, you lose some. You know what I'm saying? Uh, maybe do the analytics there. So shout out to uh, Ryan, to Harden, to Philly, and to the fans. So if you don't know, we're doing MKT Show watch-alongs, by the way, on uh, the Tikka Toka. We're doing it on the Tikka Toka. And I want to talk about Real Madrid and PSG yesterday. Not necessarily the result. So we did a TikTok watch-along. You can catch that on the MKT Show uh, on TikTok exclusively. Uh, and, and I think that's an awesome thing that we're doing. Come and join us. Make a comment. Positive or negative, by the way. But I want to talk about Real Madrid and PSG. There's, a, there's always an interesting thing, right? Uh, the incumbent is always anxious of the new guy on the block. And yesterday you saw a, a dynasty on the way out and a pretender on the way in. But there's obviously an interesting dynamic there, right? Is that um, Real Madrid, sort of the royalty, and PSG are the new guys. The proletariat as they rise. So it's a really, really interesting thing to watch PSG almost trying to bully a club like Real Madrid out of the comfort zone. Because Real Madrid have had about 20 years of dominating. Is Everybody comes to us or they come to Barcelona. Barcelona, we now know, are a pyramid scheme. That's been revealed. So there's really of the football royalty, unless you're going to Bayern Munich, which, you know, not not sure anybody wants to go to uh, the Bundesliga as it stands. You were going to Real Madrid. PSG had two teams. They bought Idri, Idrissa Ganagay off the bench. They bought Idrissa Ganagay off the bench. So what it tells me is that it's a new time now. Because old people like me look at Real Madrid and I go, Oh wow, the romance of playing for Los Galacticos. 13 times Champions League. The only double figure winning uh, team in terms of Champions League titles. That's where it is. Royal Madrid. So Real Madrid, Royal Madrid. That's the Madrid club. That's the royalty. That's the principality. But what these young guys are showing you is we don't care about the past. Everything is now. Marquinhos, Neymar, even the pulling power to get uh, uh, Leo Messi. An incredible scene. But they now have a man I believe will be positioned. And I think Erling Haaland is the next natural global star. But in terms of ability, they've got the guy. They've got the guy and he showed it yesterday. So an interesting thing to see PSG able to bully Real Madrid on the business front. That's very, very interesting to me because sport in America can change like that. But it's a salary capped league. 
So it's, it's more possible here in America for different winners every year. You go look at the Super Bowl. But the revenue model in Europe means Real Madrid have had the lay of the land for 20 years. PSG are now owned by an entire country. This is what Arsene Wenger feared. Real Madrid can't compete with that. And it's interesting to me, youngsters are not romantic. They will move on. Neymar, Parades, these are world-class stars. Hakimi, Donnarama is willing to be at PSG as a rotation goalkeeper. He was starting at AC Milan. He was beloved at home. He said, I'm out of here. I find it fascinating to say Real Madrid maybe need to evolve the business model. Stop with the royalty. Stop with all of that nonsense and get into the Instagram. Get into the TikTok. Get into the Jordan brand because that's where PSG are. That is the new way to do it. That's what's happening. Folks, go and look at those teams on paper. Five years ago, you would have said PSG's team would be Real Madrid. Yesterday, Real Madrid had Tony Cruz and Luka Modric three or four years past their prime. That's impossible. Against Verratti and Parades, of course they're going to lose that. These are hungry lions at their peak. So an interesting thing to observe. Finally on that point, um, Kylian Mbappe is, is a problem. He's a problem. You know, I haven't watched enough of Mbappe week in, week out. But young people are inconsistent, right? So you've got to give young people the time to develop. Everybody now thinks life is FIFA or or Madden, where the players are always performing at their peak. That's not how it works. Especially with young people, you're still dealing with human beings here. What makes young people that are in sports special is the ability to withstand the pressure. Kylian Mbappe, if his body holds up, is going to be the guy. Because the mentality that he shows, right, reminds me of Thierry Henry. He's getting hacked, he's getting kicked. He says, I don't care, I dust myself off. And no confrontation, I'm back on the ball. Reminds me of Sadio Mane, in fact. But also there's X Factor there. Kylian Mbappe is what's, uh, it was called by Sir Alex Ferguson, squeaky bum time. Right? So the sound you make when you get anxious and you move forward on your seat back in the day. The seat would squeak. Kylian Mbappe creates those moments every time he touches the ball. He can go left, he can go right, and he's got pace. And he's got one very rare thing for a player so young. Genuine power. So in football or soccer, there's there's a moment when you can see a guy explode past people. It doesn't really happen unless the player is unique. Especially when they're young, because you physically have to develop and take the physical contact and explode through the contact and still maintain your ball control. Over and over and over. Because he played against Spain's number two, right? Dan Carvajal is a world-class right back, but he put him on toast yesterday a couple of times. And I thought, my God, who is this guy? So Kylian Mbappe, for those watching, and if you're new to football, is the new, he's the modern day forward. Pace, power, left, right, it doesn't matter. I'm there. And he's going to have to keep coming. He's going to have to get used to taking the impact. I don't want to call it too soon and crown him yet. Because I know now TikTok, Instagram, we live in this time where immediately this guy's the best of all time. That's not realistic. But what I will say is if his body holds up, PSG have a guy. 
Now that creates another dynamic though. To what I was saying earlier. He's sick and tired of PSG. And he's on his way to Real Madrid. Which to an old person like me. Makes sense. Because immediately people want to equate Kylian Mbappe to Neymar. They're very very different personality types. Because I've looked for Kylian Mbappe on social media. I've looked for documentaries. I've looked for stories of him telling us his sob story. Nothing. Nothing. His social media is clean. It's team oriented. There's no individual branding. All of his marketing is handled clearly by somebody. What it tells me is Kylian Mbappe cares more about the stuff I care about than a Neymar. He wants to play for the royalty. He wants the legacy. And that makes him a dangerous animal. Because a focused athlete, right? If you can focus talent, and it's very rare. Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Tiger Woods. If you can take away all of the noise from outside for talent, Cristiano Ronaldo. That's what you get. But it's very rare because especially now, the noise is everywhere. People could keep asking in American sport, why does LeBron keep winning? It's because he's got a team of like 15 people who take care of the noise. Why did Michael Jordan win? He he had greats around him. Take the noise away because I want to win on the court. People think that just happens. That's a deliberate maturity decision. And I'll tell you what it shows me about Kylian Mbappe, which is why people can invest in him. The greatest trait in human beings is self-awareness. Young people don't have self-awareness, and that's not a criticism on young people. It's because you haven't been through life. right? The self-awareness to say, this can all be taken away very, very quickly. If I don't maximize, it's a 10-year career. Be honest with yourselves, even if you love Neymar Jr. Has he delivered on the promise? Forget the Instagram, forget the noise. Where are the footballing results on his own? You see, the thing about what they call in America the franchise player, it's not about the talent. It's what happens when we make you the franchise player. Now you have to answer all the questions. Now when the criticism comes, it comes through you. You are the buffer for the, for the locker room. Now you can't be the cool guy in the dressing room. You need to hold other millionaires accountable. This is what separates LeBron James, Michael Jordan. They're able to go to other millionaires just as talented as they are, if not more talented than they are, and say, this is what we're doing. I don't care about your Instagram page. I don't care about your endorsement deals. Can you make that happen? Kylian Mbappe is on that right track. I don't know who his team is, but he's clearly being looked after by the right people because very little noise. Noise is the enemy of progress. There is no chaos. In the world of Kylian Mbappe. And already at 19. A world champion. At 19 a world champion. And he's maintained that. Neymar Jr. fell apart. As soon as he left Leo Messi and Barcelona. Because you know what Barcelona did. Was they protected Neymar from the noise. They absorbed a lot of the noise. He didn't have to answer the questions when they were losing. PSG has been a disaster. You know why? Neymar what's going on with your performance? Why are you losing? Be honest, they're not the same guy. And I think Kylian Mbappe is destined for greatness if this trajectory carries on and if they can look after the noise the way they are doing. 
If you're a football fan, when was the last time you heard anything from Mbappe outside of he scored a hat-trick? This is a guy at 19 who was the spearhead, along with Antoine Griezmann, for France. That should have been crazy. But he said, I keep my head down and I deliver the results. And I think he's off to Real Madrid. And what that tells me is that he's focused on playing football. That's a very dangerous man. Very, very dangerous guy. Man, I love him. He's awesome, that guy. Probably lacks the personality to be the face of football. Which is fine. We're not all built like that. I think Erling Haaland is the next face of soccer. Because Haaland's got that juice. He's that guy. The ability's there. He's serious about football. His father's a football legend. So he knows how it works, the inner workings, plus the natural personality, and he's leaning into it. So to Kylian Mbappe, to PSG, congratulations last night. But to whoever looks after Kylian Mbappe, keep doing what you're doing. Because I think he's a gift to all of us. And we need to cherish that. Because it won't last long. We thought Cristiano Ronaldo and Leo Messi would last forever. They're nearly done. Mbappe's a gift. We need to look after him. Speaking of another gift, great goal by Cristiano Ronaldo yesterday, by the way. Uh, Man United beat Brighton 2-0. And I'm seeing all sorts of tweets and we're back and uh, all this malarkey. I mean, these, these Man United, at this stage, you've got to say bums. Because it's a roller coaster every week, but I'll say I'll say this for Cristiano Ronaldo. You know, most talent cannot overcome chaos. But for Cristiano Ronaldo to be churning the numbers that he's churning out lets you know the essence of greatness. Ronaldo doesn't need friends. He's not here to make friends. He doesn't care. He, he does not care what McTominay is doing. He's not interested in that. He's interested in how do I fit into winning? How do I fit into winning? What is my place in the winning structure? And you know what's interesting about Cristiano Ronaldo? Is that since he was 18 years old, much like LeBron James, they knew in high school. With Ronaldo, they knew at 18. They said, let me quickly give you a history lesson of how Cristiano Ronaldo came to go to Manchester United. A lot of people may may not know this. So they played against Sporting. Manchester United in the Champions League. John O'Shea had the worst night of his life. They made fun of him and it's still, uh, you, you know, his Man United teammates made fun of him and it still hasn't stopped that he's still spinning, they say. But something very interesting happened after that. The great Sir Bobby Charlton, one of the, uh, the few surviving Busby babes, and Sir Alex Ferguson made the Manchester United bus wait outside for two hours. Sir Alex, it was said at half time, he didn't go to the locker room. He went to Sir Bobby and he said, go and get a hold of the sporting director and get a hold of this young man's agent. We are not leaving here until the deal is done for Cristiano Ronaldo. At 18, uh, Sir Alex knew. And folks, it doesn't always go right. But what it tells you about Cristiano Ronaldo, because very few people in life deliver on the promise. That's all of us, by the way. Because what I've noticed certainly with my behavioral pattern in life, is that people think when they say, I promise you I'll do it, they think that's enough. No, that's the beginning of the promise. You still have to deliver on the promise. Cristiano Ronaldo, LeBron James, because Michael Jordan wasn't a Wunderkind. Michael developed late. He was in North Carolina 
And I mean, he was, he, he was sweet in college, but he wasn't, no, nobody saw that coming. He, nobody saw that coming. He revolutionized American sports and the global model forever. Nobody saw that coming. LeBron James, they've known since he was 14 years old. He's literally the chosen one. Cristiano Ronaldo, 18. Folks, you know what defines people? And it's for all of us, right? Depending the family you come from. Everybody says, oh, that, that's a rich kid. He's got it easy. Folks, when you're part of a legacy, the greatest killer in life that I see is expectation. Everybody's fine when things are comfortable. Everybody's, everybody's a superstar when things are comfortable. What happens when I have expectations? What happens when an organization says, here's $100 million? We expect you to deliver on that. And by the way, corporations are not your friend. Is They expect what everybody knows is an ROI. Cristiano Ronaldo is the greatest investment anybody ever made. George Mendes has, has hit the jackpot there. But remember, as fans, we've also made invested investment. I've invested in Cristiano Ronaldo's journey. And I've got more out of it than he could ever, ever get back himself. I will say that Cristiano Ronaldo, the most underpaid man in history. Because the life lessons to be taken from him and Tom Brady will last forever. Manchester United folks are a mess. It is the equivalent of being married to a heroin addict and maintaining a stable family home. That, that's what he's doing. He's gone to Manchester United, which is the biggest shambles it's ever been. And he said, don't worry about it. I got you. I'm going to get double figures. I'm 37. Don't worry about that. I'm still going to deliver at a world-class level. And also, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to hold people accountable in the dressing room, which he doesn't have to do. He doesn't have to do. There's no coach. There's no culture at Manchester United. Ronaldo says, you know what? Even though I don't have to do this, uh, greatness comes at a price. And as the great Shannon Sharp always says, greatness is a price you must pay daily. Cristiano Ronaldo is a lesson. Tom Brady, a lesson. 2-0, they beat Brighton yesterday. But there is not, there are, there are no superlatives that match this man, right? We've just seen the great Tom Brady retire. Ronaldo will retire and hopefully he gets the same parade. Because expectation is a killer and Cristiano Ronaldo has over-delivered. He's over-delivered. That doesn't happen often in life. That does not happen. I mean, we've all been on a first date and they, the person looks a little bit different than the photo. You know what I mean? They, I don't know, they chew a little bit loud. You know, their dad isn't the CEO of whatever they said it was. That's just how our life goes. You, you know what I mean? There's a lot of malarkey going on. Cristiano Ronaldo is not. Cristiano Ronaldo is not. Listen, character is what you do repeatedly. Simple as that. We often read these books about what is character, what is that, what is... It's very, very simple. Let's boil it down. Character is your behavior that is repeated. That's all it is. Your behavior becomes your character. Your repeated behavior becomes your character. And if it was so easy, everyone would be doing it. There's only one Cristiano Ronaldo. And he's not the most talented guy to come out of his era, by the way. Leo Messi, not the most talented guy to come out of his era. Not naturally. But the character to keep delivering. It's impossible to overcome chaos. Cristiano Ronaldo is doing that. And it's a character thing. So shout out to Man United. 2-0 win. But you're not back. Uh, remember, the organization is still chaos. I still don't think they'll make top four. Love to know what people think. Hit me up on the MKT show on all social media platforms. What are your thoughts? Is Ronaldo 
is Ronaldo going to stay next year? I want to ask people at home. Will Ronaldo stay at Manchester United or do you think he'll move on? I'll give my opinion on that a little bit later this week and why I think the way I think. But if you're a Man United fan or, or whatever you, whoever you support, should Ronaldo stay? And what's a better option for Ronaldo at 38 next year? Is there a better option? Should he stay at Manchester United and maybe bring them back to the promised land? And will, will that be his crowning moment? Because he's got nothing left to do in football. The World Cup is all, he, all that's left for him. But he's got nothing left to prove. No, like, if, if Ronaldo went on to win another Champions League at Real Madrid or PSG, it doesn't change his legacy. Yes, there's the competition with Leo Messi for the Ballon d'Or, but, but whatever. Ronaldo isn't looking at that now. He's in the legacy stage. You see what he's doing. He's opening up the hotels, underwear line. We got, we're headed in a different direction now. His lady's got, uh, um, his wife currently, or his, his life partner has the uh, Netflix uh, film that just came out. It tells you Ronaldo's in the legacy phase. You saw what LeBron did. This is what these great ones do. LeBron moved to LA. Okay, he wanted to win. But LeBron says it's, t- it's time now to invest post-career. You, greatness can do more than one thing at the same time. And LeBron's here for the basketball in LA. But come on now. We, we see un, Uninterrupted is producing the Neymar documentary. And we've seen what they're doing with the content online. If you haven't seen it, go and look up Uninterrupted. Ronaldo is now headed in that same way. Netflix are getting involved in his life story. It's a reality sort of docky. So shout out to Ronaldo. But shout out to his greatness. And I look forward to hearing where should he go? Should he leave? Should he stay? What, do you, what does he do about his kids if he leaves? His son just signed with Manchester United as a junior now. Does he just take him to the next club? Remember, it's a different world for Ronaldo now. He's not single and 25 anymore. He's got to think about that. I'll be really interested to see what the great man does. And if you're a Man United fan, should would you be upset if Ronaldo left? I'd love to hear what you guys have to say on that. The MKT show on every platform. Remember, we're doing a live watch along. Um, and we're doing it for the entire Champions League uh, from here on in, by the way. So join us on TikTok exclusively for those live watch-alongs. Uh, you can catch that an hour before kickoff. Remember, kickoff will change depending on which part of Europe those games are in. So uh, it's an hour before the Champions League game. We will be live on the MKT show on the Tikka as Mpeezy would say. Mpeezy being your mom's favorite yellow bone. A guy who will gamble money on an Asian qualifying championship, which he has no idea about. And I think he lost his confidence on the gambling side. So shout out to Mpeezy. I really do hope he's got his confidence back because it's going to affect his real life confidence. And he's an accountant. So I need him to be confident when he's doing his books. That's tough. I mean, if you lose six bets in a row, you will lose your confidence. So Mpeezy, shout out to you, brother. I mean, shout out to you eating beans and toast as well. Because that's a reality after his terrible betting run at AFCON, and then he went and bet on Asian World Cup qualifying, even though he lives in South Africa. I mean, what, this guy. But hey, that's what your mom's favorite yellow bone will do. That is what your mom's favorite yellow bone will do. All right, I want to finish off on this. Um, Pep Guardiola. So what I like about Pep Guardiola that I don't appreciate about LeBron James is that Pep and Bruce Willis have have gone bold with class. Because Pep had, he, he was losing hair in his career, of those of you who remember, and he was going gray at the end. But he went bold immediately when he retired, but he controlled the narrative. So I don't know what LeBron James is doing because he's clearly going bold. 
But now, LeBron, it's too late. You you should have controlled the narrative by shaving your head, I would say, four or five years ago, because he was already balding then. But Pep Guardiola says, no, 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 no. I'm going to control this. This is going to become a mess. I don't want to be Wayne Rooney at the end when people know what I already look like, and then I get a hairpiece. It looks ridiculous. So shout out to Pep and LeBron. Maybe you take some advice from one of the greatest coaches of all time and control the, the, the narrative on the hairline thing. And people say, oh, that's dumb. It's not dumb. Listen, a hairline can change your confidence, just like um, PZ probably needs to fix his hairline as well because he is balding and he lost five bets in a row, which will affect your confidence. If you're a dude, hairline's everything right now because there's too much competition for ladies now. Ladies are now looking on Instagram like, ah, oh, that guy's got a terrible hairline. He doesn't take himself seriously. I'm a lady. I want somebody. You know, I can't be dating a boy. I've got to date a man. And if you can't get your hairline right, I mean, come on. Get a Moroccan barber. Does LeBron not know any Moroccan people? What is the story here? Just shave your head, LeBron. I work with a guy called Paulo Diaz, very Portuguese Catholic guy. Great family man. But he controlled the narrative. He shaves his own head. So I just wanted to give Pep Guardiola, Paulo, uh, a shout out there to say, LeBron, you've got a lot to learn, pal. You're one of the greatest human beings America's ever produced, but what are we doing about the hairline? And it's important. It is important. Maybe, maybe LeBron gets... You know what? He gets Manscaped to sponsor him and they, you know, sponsor the head shave. That guy understands. He's worth $900 million, all right, the other day. Come on, LeBron. Come on. You're the greatest, but come on. But to Pep Guardiola, 5-0 yesterday. <laughs> Listen, if you didn't see the Champions League game, um, we were doing the watch-along for the PSG game at the same time. Sporting, uh, who Paolo supports, so Paolo had to go and hide in a dark room for 15 minutes as he cried his human tears. Because Sporting lost 5-0. <laughs> Sweet mother. 5-0. That's a, they got humiliated. Absolutely humiliated. But people are saying Manchester City, are, are they the perfect team? There is no perfect team. There is no perfect team. They're very, very good. But there is no perfect team. And there's a reason why I believe Man City have not won the Champions League. And I don't think they'll win it this year either. Everybody thinks Chelsea was a mistake. Right? Everybody thinks Roman came and he, he just bought titles. If that was true, Manchester United would have no competition in the English Premier League today. They are the, the revenue machine. If it, if it just was about spending, Manchester United would have no competition. Winning is a character thing. Winning is a character thing. And I'm afraid you can't just go and get Pep Guardiola and start winning. That's not how it works. If you want to win at the top level, you've got to deal with the culture first. And culture takes time. Do you think Bill Belichick just walked in at the New England Patriots and said, Hey, Robert, what's going on? Nice Jordans, by the way, for your suit, even though you're a billionaire. So that's kind of cool. That's Robert Kraft, by the way. They say Kraft here. No, Bill Belichick has built this legacy over 20 years. He got in there and he said, mm, I don't really like what I see here in terms of the character. Went upstairs and said, I'm going to have to rejig a few things here. I'm bring my kids in and make them coaches as well. But that's only 20 years later. So I'm going to have to rejig things in the inner workings. Now, Man City, for all the pretty stadium, everything's pretty, everything's perfect in the boardroom. What's happening in the change room? I love Pep Guardiola. 
but let's be honest, since he left Barcelona, it's never been the same, has it? It's never been the same. Couldn't do it at Bayern Munich, and he's struggling now to take it over the top at Man City. It's not about the coaching. The coaching's brilliant. He's world-class. He's worldy, right? He's worldy. He's one of the greatest. Him, Fergie, Trapetoni. There is that Valhalla of coaches. But the reason Man City aren't winning, it's not in the culture of the football club to compete at the top level. And that's going to take time. I know it sounds silly, but folks, there are certain places in the world, and we're in Philadelphia now, Pennsylvania, certain places in the world where if the fans are not invested, you'll never win. It was a little bit easier for Chelsea to win. West London, right, is high street. You go to West London, you know what it is. Bums like me can't shop there. They can't have bums like me shopping there. West London is high street. Roman said immediately, I'm going to bring the money in. And it's built into the West London fabric. We will move on from people. The only people who live here are investment bankers and and gajillionaires. Not billionaires. Billionaires uh, live... SW19 area. Gajillionaires. Gajillionaires live in West London and shop in West London. So it was easy for Roman to come in and spend because that's the essence of West London. Manchester is a working class town. For all the pretty of Manchester City, for all uh, the, the workings at boardroom level, the fans don't feel it. You've seen Man City fans protesting the Champions League. The fans don't feel it. That's a problem because in football, you look at, you know why Liverpool, it was so easy for Jurgen to come in and win immediately. And I say immediately five years in, which in football is, is, is immediately. Because when Jurgen came in, he felt the people. Liverpool is a working class town. Jurgen is a man of the people. And let me tell you something. As great as Pep Guardiola is, hear me now and hear this, right? There's a reason Bill Belichick wins in Boston. Where are all these great Ivy League universities? On the East Coast, Bill Belichick was raised by a mother who spoke eight languages. So he is an intellectual guy. So the people get it. People in Boston, they think they're a little bit better than everyone else. You know why? Because there's MIT. So when Belichick comes and he thinks he's a little bit better than everybody, people connect with that. They, he's an intellectual guy. He's perfect for the fit. He's Listen, as much as people want to say the, the, the casual man in the street is the guy from Dorchester and the fans, be honest. Go, go look where the Ivy League colleges are. Go look at the institutions that are in Boston. It's an, listen, it's an intellectual town. For all of the guys from the docks, I get it. Everybody wants to be the common guy and, tell you, and sell you the Mark Wahlberg story. The reality is the East Coast is where you do business in, in America. I, listen, that, that's just how it is. They do think they're a little bit better. You know why? Because they probably are. Because you come to America, you do business where you want to go. New York. So intellectual Bill Belichick works with the Patriots. Why? Smart people. They're on their boats. They're sailing. We are a little bit better than you. Jurgen Klopp, working class guy, man of the people. You can connect. Liverpool. Okay, that works. In football, in soccer, that is vital. You have to connect with the people. Pep Guardiola, Barcelona, culture city a little hoity-toity right comes to man city the people don't feel it we're winning but pep doesn't feel like us you might say it doesn't make sense but i'm telling you these things matter 
Sean McVay just won the Super Bowl. He's football royalty. Stan Kroenke says, hey, I'm a gajillionaire. Why don't you come to Entertainment City? Sean McVay is from the fabric of the NFL. He's, he's handsome. He fits the profile. So LA says, we can buy into you. You look like a star. You are a star. Let's buy in. The players come. It's, it's star. And he's not intimidated, right? Pep Guardiola feels very separate from what Manchester is. And I believe that disconnect, if you don't have it, you cannot win. Go and look at the great dynasties. Pep Guardiola's relationship with Manchester City doesn't feel natural. He's intellectual. He's thoughtful. Manchester's a working class town. And I think that's why Man City haven't won. That's why I don't think they're the perfect team. And I, I don't think the City feels them now like they did back in the day. It sounds crazy because they're winning so much locally. But I'm telling you, go and look at it. It doesn't feel right. Something's off. Working class town, intellectual Catalan manager. And, and Pep's interested in other stuff, by the way. He's hugely political. He's hugely political, hugely intellectual, a, a, a thought leader. Right? There's a place for us all in the world. And I don't think Manchester is the place for Pep Guardiola. Doesn't it feel weird? Like Man City are winning so much, but they're still, like Pep isn't getting that Fergie love. Again, there's a great example. Alex Ferguson, working class, right? Glaswegian. Came to Manchester, it's a natural fit, working class town. It's a factory town. Fergie, Man City, oh, Manchester, the fans feel Fergie and the rest is history. Belichick, you see what's happening. Sean McVeigh, you see what's happening. He's a star. LA, stars. And you've got to feel the people. Sport is a people business. Listen, there are, there are gajillions now getting involved. One thing that's never going to change, right? I always say sport is the working class ballet. And it's simple. Performance is a very simple thing, folks. Whether you take the gladiator or you take a performer on stage. You only need two things for it to work. You need the performer and the audience. The rest is noise. Sport is the working class ballet. All you need is the performer and the observer. And if they connect, then it goes next level. And I think Manchester City, Pep Guardiola, there is a natural disconnect, which is why they can't go to that next Alex Ferguson level. Football is a working class sport, folks. Certainly in Manchester. So I'd love to know what you think. But I don't see Pep Guardiola going on beyond the season. And I think his legacy will never quite be that. The winning is fine. But do you connect with the people? And I don't think he does. Not Pep's fault. It's his natural persona. Manchester is what it is as a city. We're in Philadelphia, by the way. People feel here. And what I like about... <laughs> Shout out Sonia West, who is a lady again at, at, at the coffee shop. But just walking around is... Not only will people in um, Philadelphia feel, they'll tell you how they feel. If it's in their mind, they are going to let you know what they think. Walking around with Ryan, he's wearing a Steelers jacket. People are happy to have a go at that. They will tell you. Hey, Steelers, hey. I told the guy I was a Vikings fan. He said, really? <laughs> he said, by choice? I love that. It matters. It matters more to the people in Philly. It matters. It does. We were in LA. I think maybe Sean McVeigh was a big addition because he's a star. You need stars out there because you're competing with Hollywood. You're competing with LeBron out there. 
Here in Philly, the people got to feel you. James Harden's back in the mix. And we're in the mix. By the way, we're off to Cleveland. It's probably probably going to be a little depressed there. People in Ohio, I would imagine people in Cleveland, obviously Bengals fans. Uh, for, for those who don't know how it works, the Bengals are, are probably, what, the third institution there? It goes Ohio State, the Buckeyes. Then they love LeBron and what they did there at the Cavaliers. And then the Bengals, which is very rare for a town to have an NFL team. But that's what it'd be. Sometimes it'd be that way. So I'm looking forward to being in Cleveland tomorrow. We'll uh, bring the podcast to you from Cleveland. In fact, they say Cleveland here. Man on the street says Cleveland. We're going to be in Cleveland. So looking forward to that. Um, and what do you think of Pep Guardiola if you're a Man City fan? I'd love to know your thoughts on him. He's winning, but do you feel him? And I don't think there's a scientific me- measurement for that, but you know what I mean. Right? Boston feel. Right? New England feel Bill Belichick. Manchester felt Sir Alex Ferguson. Greg Popovich was felt by the people in San Antonio. They feel him. What do you think of Pep Guardiola? I think there's a big disconnect and I think it matters in winning. Because winning is painful. If you don't feel people, tough to go over the edge for them. Ladies and gentlemen, we will be in Cleveland the next time you hear from us, which will be fun. So I'm looking forward to that. And to everybody who has sent us DMs, we are on the move. We're moving and grooving. Look out for more content. The MKT Show, available wherever you get your podcasts, obviously. Uh, We're on the YouTube. Otherwise, uh, keep updated on the social media platforms. I am MKT Inspires. Otherwise, you can get us uh, on the MKT Show, wherever you get your content. Coming up this afternoon, join us for the MKT Show. Watch along. I mean, the Champions League is electric, isn't it? And big game tonight. Jurgen Klopp against the my team, the Nerazzurri. I must actually wear that top because... It is Inter Milan against Liverpool. It's a juggernaut game. It is a massive, massive game. Interesting test between Gagan Press and Italian uh, Catanaccio. Uh, the lock, for those who don't know that. It is the lock. The Italian Catanaccio style of the lock at the back there. The hinge lock, famously, uh, of course, made famous by a man who coached the other Milan team. Uh, the Rossaneri, of course, Arrigo Sacchi. Uh, in the 90s, 80s, 90s, making the Catanaccio famous. And it's now being brought back by Inzaghi. Inter Milan are doing all of the business. So Forza Inter for me. Uh, but if you're a Liverpool fan, big, big game tonight. Looking forward to seeing whether Jürgen and the Gagan press can defeat uh, uh, Inzaghi. And that, of course, Catanaccio uh, tonight. Let's see how that goes. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is MKT. And from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, for now, we are the hell. Out of here.